This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy. I actually saw the big voice guy. He was in studio the other day, and he's actually... A big voice guy like my man is Jack. But anyway, that means it's another week of Nebraska Preps post game, which means I give my man Jacob Padilla, who is cooler than a fan because we should have started exactly a half an hour ago. So how about that? Young Jacob, how are you? Glad you could be patient with my uh, crazy producer. Actually, we share him since both of you, you and I work for the same people. <laughs> That is true. How are uh, you? I, I'm doing all right. I um, feel like I've seen you about 36 consecutive days. How are, how are things? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's been a fun last few days here, uh, wrapping up the high school football season, and here we are to talk about it. Was it cool? So, you know, you've obviously got to cover your collegiate sports. So you got to knock out all the pressers yesterday and cover high school sports. How convenient was that? Yeah, so uh, – Convenience one way, uh, busy, uh, hectic. Well, so I hosted the morning show on 1620 yep. with Ravi Lula on Monday. So I, that was from 6 to 10. Then I drove down and covered the last quarter and the, the, the last two games on, on Monday. Um, and obviously the, the Class A game was basically a game and a half. Um, <laughs> so I, I didn't get home until well after midnight. And then back at you, it Tuesday, both. Uh, had covered three games. Two different press conferences. Um, I watched the Creighton game from the press box while I was covering the Class B state title game. So that, that was difficult, trying to bounce back and forth. Between so I rewatched that again this morning at about 5.20. And it may be, that last six minutes may be better than it was last night. How about the environment when it's a, supposed to be a neutral site? Now, the floor is terrible, and it's ugly, and I get over yeah. that. But Yeah, we need to wipe those two turnovers away from uh, Ryan Nemhard's stat line because uh, that was entirely on the floor. He just straight up slipped on the floor. I don't, Nothing under defense I don't understand. But anyway, the officiating, <laughs> listen, you know me. I, I don't okay. get into it. I, I was particularly bothered in our game at the high school level, and we were told to flush that, so I won't say anything about that either. But that 
Well, what was that? So what what I don't, was that? Well, and the Arkansas side went nuclear on it. Like, even their ADs tweeting out the, like, three blind mice uh, little... Uh, yeah, you diff, don't like, see that a ton. And a player, uh, Trayvon Brazil, quote tweeted with five versus eight and then deleted it um, because, yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> so, hey, how do you really feel? The, the, the foul differential was 22 to 16. 22 on Arkansas, 16 on Creighton. Yeah. Arkansas fouled five times intentionally in the last 40 seconds to extend the game. There was also a technical on the bench. So those are six of the 22 fouls. Wipe those away. It's 16-16. I think it's the fact that, and maybe it's how the fouls occur, but Creighton did shoot 29 free throws. Again, and, 10 and of Arkansas, those were at the end. And Arkansas shoots. So I, I, listen, I understand, but not all missed calls or calls are created equally. So I think that's the thing. It's not just the statistical number, and I think you kind of know that. It's, it can be situational. It, it was, uh, but I just didn't see a completely one-sided. This is the reason they. Yeah, won and I don't, and I don't and think, and I don't think it for Arkansas's vantage point. I don't think it was. I think the game overall. Well, yeah, there was some more. There was some more weird stretches. Needed more control. Uh, I don't. I don't think it was one side. I think yeah. even Creighton. I mean, I think both them. Well, I don't know about <laughs> what Arkansas is going to say because they lost. But had they won, I think it would have been more the. Hey, man, you know, both teams were the beneficiary of some suspect calls. A hundred percent. But when you lose, it's always that angle. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess seeing the way that the adults uh, acted afterward. Are you um, using that loosely? <laughs> Are you yeah. being facetious? <laughs> well, uh, just listen, uh, looking at, like, Musselman's post-game uh, interview. and He's so intense. Oh, my goodness. And... Uh, and obviously the AD, like it makes sense now why the players reacted the way. Like yeah, reflection, is, re- reflection of your is losing his mind on a clear, obvious foul. Just ran through the guy and somehow doesn't think it's a foul. Mm-hmm. Like the players kind of take their cues from their coach, and, and I, I understand now why they were reacted the way they did for for stretches. Um, but yeah, uh, so I was doing that, and then I went home, recorded a podcast on Nebraska basketball with my buddy Bigelow. Nebraska Shooter on Podcast, you should subscribe to that as well. Uh, and, and then wrote a column. Subscribe so. to Jacob's podcast yeah. with my main man, JB. Arguably. It's close because you guys work together. Nicer guy in sports. Just unassuming. <laughs> it's low-key funny. <laughs> I don't know how you guys stay on script, but, hey, you, you guys do you. It's great, right? Like. <laughs> I think he's funny. Yeah. Speaking on staying on script, I think we got we lost the script with this. Did one, we but, already? Uh, yeah, we're, well, we're here to talk about high school football because there were some great, some great performances. One just fantastic game for the ages, um, and let's start uh, talking about that. Yeah, well, uh, let's go to D two. Okay. Uh, you want you want to start from the bottom and work your way up, or do you want to start at the top and go down? What's do we like D's or A's? You're a good student. I feel, I feel like we need to lead off with the Class A game. Okay. Just let's get that out of the way. And the then. A student wants to lead off with A's. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> 43-41 final, Omaha Westside, in case you somehow uh, missed what happened in that game. Uh, just back and forth, phenomenal, phenomenal game. Um, the very different game than we saw last year in the state title where – 
it was 7-3 final. We had 14 points within the first few minutes of the game. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess just from your perspective, kind of what, what was your overall takeaway or feeling after that game as someone that was involved in it, that was on the sideline? You know, I think for us um, – Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I, you know, we were uh, – I mean, there were so many highs and lows, right? I think early on there was a level of frustration. Um, the two concept routes were uh, – <laughs> we gave up the big plays, just fell asleep uh, situationally. And, and, I mean, good on on Gretna, too, because they run this action, this little, this little scissors action, and – they set it up with motion, and it's it's to cause confusion. And you know we could rep it and rep it and rep it and practice, and and uh, you know it happened to us real time. And 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 you know we dropped the ball. You just have two guys running wide open, turn free. It was frustrating. Fifty-two early. and eighty yards on those two touchdowns. And we felt like in the first half, defensively, like some of our looks and coverages. I felt like he really he had a heart Zane, Zane Flores had a really hard time with if we didn't and if we hadn't given up those those yes. two busts so at the half we felt really really good that we could logistically could kind of control our own destiny but then the second half happened and he got hot right we just gave him too many opportunities to have the football by kind of going a little stagnant on offense. And you can't, you just can't give a player that's that good that many opportunities um, to have the football. And, and he ultimately got them in a position with a chance to win. Yeah, so game story here. Uh, you guys jumped out to a 31-14 lead um, in that game and feeling pretty good. And then Gretna... Uh, cuts it down to 10 at halftime. And um, the offense kind of stalls out for you guys. Like you said, all field goals in the second half yeah. uh, did not score. 28 uh, scored four touchdowns right away and then did not score a touchdown again. But, um, you know, and we ran 18 more offensive plays than we did. We snapped the ball 75 times. And Gretton only snapped the ball 57 times. And, you know, we were 8 of 16 on third down, so you would think that that would have been better. But, I think playing for field goals instead of going to get touchdowns, it's 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 tough, right? Because you know you think you have three in the bag, so sometimes you you play for three, and I think there are times that we should have stayed on the gas. Yeah, so um, Flores uh, led two touchdown drives in the fourth quarter to, to take the lead. Um, second drive took just uh, three plays in 37 seconds, including probably the single most impressive play that I saw in the two days there, um, where a 54-yard bomb to Blake Moore running up the sideline. He got blasted in the leg as he was releasing that thing and dropped it perfectly right over the shoulder into, into the breadbasket for Moore. 54 yards to set up uh, a touchdown for, for Isaiah Weber. Um, so here we go, but, uh, gave the ball back, back to you guys. And, um, uh, Anthony Rizek, just calm, cool, cool collected, cool customer. um, put together the, the, the go ahead, uh, field goal drive there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was just trying to see the, the last drive there. It was, 
it, it, I mean, just. So I, I think yeah. real quick while you're while you're looking for that. There we go. So you you think twenty one of thirty seven, fifty seven per completion percentage for defensing floors, he give you a better chance to win. He, with three picks? He, with three interceptions, he chunked us for big plays. We felt like he wasn't as efficient as he yeah. normally is, but when he got us. He got us big, yeah. man, and, and I think ultimately that's what kept Gretton in. They're not in that game without his ability to do what he does no. because, you know, mere okay high school quarterbacks would probably wilt yeah. that guy. Not so much. So yeah, now last drive, they kicked the, they kicked the ball back to you with a minute forty nine to go, mm-hmm. and put together just uh, methodical nine plays. Got yourself in the field goal range. Um, yeah, which was a weird play sequence because they had done a good job in the third quarter of putting a player over the top of of Caleb, which kind of yeah. neutralized him in the third quarter. But then on that last possession, two nine-yard gains. We kind of formationed him to try to get open and work one-on-one, <laughs> and, it, and it worked to our advantage. And then Rezac scrambling, Anthony, ultimately is, is kind of what did it. Yeah, so you had nine-yard gain to, to, to Caleb. You had seven-yard run for Rezac on third and one. Uh, nine-yard gain to Caleb. And um, Rezac four-yard run on, on third and one. And that got you inside the 40. So at that point, I think you're feeling pretty good with, with yeah. the kicker that you have. Yeah. And uh, then Gretna gets an encroachment to, to gift you guys five yards to make that um, even easier. Um, so that, that uh, moved the chains there. And um, you ran it, Rezac, two more times. A ran t- it once and then kind of set him up a in the middle. 10-play 40-yard yeah. drive, right? That took a minute 49. Ten plays. And a minute and 49 seconds. Four seconds left. Uh, Alvano t- fires up that kick, split the uprights um, from 45 yards, which, I mean, 45 yards for a high school, like, that's most, I mean, heck, how many college kickers are you not feeling great about 45 yards with the game on the line? But, n- I mean, it wasn't even close to missing. Yeah. And so that, that's kind of where I think we have to start there with Tristan Alvano. Five for five, an all-class record. The, the Class A record previous was just three. Um, the all-class record was four. And he hit five field goals from 50, 40, or 44, um, 50, 26, 45, uh, and then 42 Two, or four. Yeah. yeah, so 42. So, like, it, he had one chip shot, <coughs> and then everything else was from 40-plus. And the one from 50 was good with plenty of room to spare. And, again, just drilled it. Wasn't, didn't sneak it in the uprights. Like, all these kicks were basically right down the middle. Yeah, we, um, we're, we're fortunate. You know, we have a couple different sets of goalposts. And the ones that are down on the lower field are college goalposts. So we get an opportunity to, to, to kick with that. And it's such a good trio. I've told this story a little bit. We call them the Three Musketeers with our snapper, Will DePooter or holder Marty Mormino, and obviously Tristan Alvano. They spend so much time together. Um, you know, a good 45, 50 minutes every practice of just those three, snapping, holding, kicking. Coach Moravec and Coach Jernigan do a really good job uh, with our special teams. And I just think um, it's really – now, he's – Alvano's gifted, huge leg. Uh, he's a tremendous athlete. He's a good soccer, soccer player. player. yeah. He's fast. He, he runs our, our scrappy squad. You know, Mormino, our punter, could easily be a quarterback. Uh, 
uh, on most people's teams. His, his dad just happens to be a bone doctor, mm-hmm. so he likes to keep him safe because he's good at soccer and has seen too many injuries and was a key contributor in help getting Caleb back on the field. But, um, you know, I just think as a battery, as a, as a threesome, they're unbelievable, and, and, and Alvano works at it, man, and I, I couldn't be happier for him. And everybody was obviously freaking out during the game, like has Nebraska offered this kid, like get this kid an offer, like, and they had already offered him a walk-on spot previously, and Mickey Joseph – Right and early next morning, yeah. gives him the call. So when I got he was to still my, asleep. I got to my <laughs> I got to my phone, and uh, you know, he and I had talked about him earlier in the week, yeah. and he says we're going to save him a scholarship. You know, do we like how 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 should we handle it? Do you, yeah. you want post game or pre game? I said, hey, you know, he's cooler than a fan. I don't want to be in the middle of this. You guys do what you do. And so, because I knew he liked him. And Nebraska's staff had circled back on a couple of our guys that they said. Kenny Will Height, big fan as well. Yeah, that they had to come back and reevaluate. And so I understood that. And, you know, uh, when I got back to my phone, all it said was kicker offered. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and so that was probably 11 something. And and, uh, I sent him his number and. He called at four five forty and told me that he wasn't answering the phone. And I said, you know, coach, he's he's a high school kid. We got a pep rally here, and in two hours he's probably asleep. <laughs> and then uh, I sent, I shot TA. Uh, I call him Magnum TA because I'm a big wrestling guy. And uh, he just, just the elation. He's just so thankful and so appreciative. And and uh, I, I just think we would be remiss, man. When when you talk about high school sports and kind of all it embodies, playing against a team like Retina and Coach Kale and that staff, who is, I mean, that staff is fantastic. Some of their concepts, their offensive line play, their blitz pickups, that's a, that's a well-coached team. And I think it's a joy maybe isn't the word, but it's a treat to get a chance to match wits with those guys. And uh, I think that's everything that high school sports should embody with all the talent that was on the field. Phenomenal game overall. And I think the picture that Ross Jernstrom tweeted out of Albano just kind of sitting on the field after taking it all in. Like that's, I think, obviously the the debate kind of comes up every single year about games in Memorial Stadium versus home sites and all that type of stuff. I think kind of like that is why – memorial stadium like i i think kids really value that that opportunity that chance to go on that field yeah. uh t- to make the plays and t- just to man like just nails hitting those field goals and just taking it in afterward like that's that's something that he'll remember forever no matter else what happens and it's such a it's such forever. a weird game right you have yeah. these 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 guys that have these perform- i mean look at caleb schnell and and some of these guys that are having performances, you know, Keenan Cotton uh, gets a chance to flourish. Schnell gets a chance to flourish. Blake Moore, who we've been talking about his emergence, you know, the last four or five weeks. Now, we didn't think it would come to fruition like it did, <laughs> where he almost was the end of us. Yeah. But, I mean, we've kind of been talking about these guys' evolution. And, and, as, and as you know, um, just to get Caleb back. Um, so that's kind of where I want to go next. I th- so... Alvano is a story. I think the other two stories of the game, and kind of inter, uh, intertwined as well, but 
getting Kayla back, and then the thing that I talked about previously leading into it is that I thought would be the key to the game is how Anthony Rizak would handle the pressure from that Gretna front. And those guys, like we thought they would, they were living in the backfield yeah. all night. They get after like, <laughs> the, the, I mean, Stir and Mason Goldman, those guys. We found Harrison a way to neutralize, Weber and we, we, Demma. We found a way to neutralize Demma to some degree. But he, then Weber, well, like everybody thing. else, got exactly. Us. So Demma made some plays earlier. Yeah. Like he got really close to yeah. some big time plays, and then and then you saw <laughs> Goldman back there uh, every other play, and then Weber ended up with what yeah, four Weber tackles was, for he, loss or whatever. He was a stud. Um, He's pretty underappreciated. Yeah. Um, so Justin Myers, like the guy that we, I don't think we ever mentioned his name. He ended up with four tackles for yeah. loss. Like yeah. it's just that whole defensive front. So and last year, I think that's that was how Gretna won that game is Rizek just had no time to do anything back there and wasn't ready to, to be able to handle that. Um, and, um, and he, he was phenomenal. Um, 27 of 36 for 337 yards, two touchdowns, 24 carries for 83 yards and touchdown, the leading rusher in the game in a game where neither team could had much success on the ground outside of a couple of long runs. Um, and Rizak, no turnovers, just, this phenomenal game showed great, great composure the entire game. Those um, those two guys converting third downs, whether it was Rezac's legs or Rezac to uh, his counterpart, or not his counterpart, his wide receiver mate, and it just so happens you know the families are best friends yeah. too. So that 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 kind of helps. But just to see those guys be clutch was a good thing. <laughs> so yeah, Caleb Benning, uh, week three hurts the collarbone against Bellevue West. Does not play the rest of the season. Hoping you guys were hoping to get him back. Semi-final. You know the all the inside yeah, stories, every, right? <laughs> like once we got to the postseason, you're like, all right, check up, check up. Well, what what are you saying, Doc? Like, yeah. you're trying to get it back. Ultimately, decided to hold off and hope that you guys made it to the championship. Yeah, and well, first, we just couldn't get him cleared, yeah. right? So, you know, three weeks ago, the doctor clears him for non-contact. He clears him for basketball. You know, he's free to, you know, start lifting. And so we put him in a helmet and shoulder pads and didn't put him in any drills. And he was practicing with us. And then he would double dip with Coach Simons on Tuesdays and Wednesdays to get more conditioning in. So he would go to basketball Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Yeah. He'd come out with us at 4. He'd get dressed again. And, you know, uh, it's just weird how things work out. If Jalen Lloyd doesn't get hurt, he's not even playing offense. And that's and that's what makes the performance that he had all the more special is because you guys absolutely needed it. Yeah, we, did, we weren't we weren't we didn't want to use the whole the, the game plan going in is if we make it to the finals, he's not going to play special defense. teams and he's just going to play defense. Yeah, and we felt like that was going to be enough to to he, keep us in the game. He didn't just play offense; he was the offense. He got eighteen of Rezac's thirty six throws went to Caleb, yeah. and he caught fourteen of them. I don't know, and he didn't have any big plays, but. Every third and third long, downs. he found the sticks yeah. and got just what he needed to. Didn't have any long 30-40 like we saw with uh, some of the other receivers, but he moved the chains when he needed to. 14 catches for 103 yards, so complete uh, possession receiver there. Uh, just all the big throw Again, two catches on that final game-winning drive for nine yards that were th- the two biggest plays, like chunk yards of, of that drive. Um, really important. And then defense, I mean – Talked about the 10-point lead at halftime. That was entirely on his back. His two an, interceptions led directly to the 10 points. That, that was the difference at halftime. He's an, he's an unbelievable DB. He, he, he just understands offenses. So, 
He's got great hands. Yeah, those throws that that Flores made, um, like, not going to be able to get away with those at the next level. He'll learn that. But in high school, he absolutely could all season long. There weren't DBs that he was playing that were picking that that pass off. Like, he, at this level, his arm's strong enough, his touch is good enough to put the ball wherever he wants on on the field. And he kind of took that for granted. And both times, Caleb just ran underneath them, picked those things off. And we were joking, uh, giving him a hard time. Should have should had a hat trick. Yeah. He had a one that Flores threw right to him, and he just kind of fell down as the ball was in the air and couldn't quite couldn't quite hold on to it while he's laying on his, his back. Just caught it from his butt. <laughs> um, but so like that that was like th- those ended th- those were huge plays to give you guys the lead, especially again with the way the offense stalled out a little bit. You had to rely on, on the field goals um, to to get that lead early on. Um, Ended up giving it up, but came up big again to, to take the lead back. So, uh, yeah, just first game back, got four, 14 catches, 103 yards, two interceptions. Yeah, not missing nine weeks and, and just not being in, in peak physical. I mean, he couldn't even really train, which it's <laughs> uh, the first time I've been nervous in some years, yeah. right? It's just it was, uh, it was, it was fun to see and, and to get to do it against the defending champs and 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 the best team in, in the last two years in the state, I think, made it that uh, that much uh, sweeter. And final note, uh, Flores threw for 414 yards and three touchdowns. Did have the three interceptions. Um, and 21 of 37. We feel good about that. We just, you look at 414, you don't feel good about that. <laughs> but uh, Blake Moore, 153 yards and a touchdown, including the 80-yarder on one of those broken uh, broken plays. Tyson Boganowski, four catches, 100 yards and a touchdown, 52-yard touchdown on the first Boy, broken, broken play. Michael Sheaf, four catches for 89 yards, including a 56-yard catch. Um, Caleb Schnell, six catches, 71 yards. His long was only 21, so um, <laughs> slacking a little oh, bit there. Oh, only. Uh, and, and then Ethan Storr, the, the touchdown uh, at, from his tight end spot, that was a really well-designed play oh, there. Oh, so uh, good. The slip, slipping him uh, in-line tight end out uh, into the end zone. So and good. nobody was there. Um, so gr- great play call there uh, and made the catch. But, yeah, I mean – just, just a phenomenal, phenomenal football game. One that I think a lot of people are going to remember for a long time. And ultimately, th- that could, I, I think, whoever had the ball last was going to win there. And Grant, ultimately, they scored too quick. You, you talk about that before, but again, a minute 49, you've got the whole playbook uh, available to you at that point. You had timeouts left. So um, gr- great, great way to end the Class A football season. But uh, that, that was one of six games on Monday and Tuesday. And we're already almost 30 minutes in, and we've only touched on one game. <laughs> yeah. So I think we, we should probably move on. Rapid fire, uh, Class B last night, which I think surprised me a little bit in kind of the way that that, that shook out. But I think, I think Bennington just showing that's exactly who they up. are. Just, I mean, Coach, Coach Leonard has got those guys rolling, just the way that they go about their business, kind of how they handle – uh, you know what goes on with inside, outside the program. Being unselfish, I, that that is that is some program. Yeah, I mean the way I talked about, it, I I thought Bennington went. I kind of thought that it would be a, the second half game there, though, where Bennington just kind of wore down Gross because you you look at the rosters on on the program. Um, there's a lot of white space on Gross's roster, and Bennington has filled the entire page. 
Um, and Bennington, they don't have guys that play two ways. Basically, everybody plays two ways yeah. for Gross. I, I thought that would ultimately impact the game just because I think I thought Gross would wear down. Wasn't really what happened. I mean, from the start, like the first quarter, back and forth, um, they, they each scored. It was 7-7 after one and kind of feeling good there. Both, both teams have made plays both ways. And then Gross just could not move the ball after that point. Um, every Kind of got behind out. the sticks, a few untimely penalties, and just seemed out of sync offensively. That's not the offense that I had watched on, on tape or that I had seen this year. Bennington just would not allow them to run the football downhill. No. And Jake Garcia finished with 91 yards on 19 carries, so 4.8. But a couple of those were long runs on the last drive of the game. Um, they really did not give him a chance. Every yeah. screen pass, they were there right away. He never, he never had space to, to work with. And he, he had a few impressive plays, but um, they did a great job of keeping him in check for sure. Uh, and that, I mean, they forced Gross to pass more than I, I think they wanted to. Uh, 14 of 29 for Colby Duncan with two touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, I'm sorry, where were we? Yeah, Class B. And uh, yeah, that that – that Bennington defense just there, there was nothing that that Gross didn't have any answers. Um, they had they had eight tackles for loss, two interceptions, a pass breakup, four quarterback hurries, and four sacks. That's a it's a pretty uh, phenomenal day for a defense against an offense that had run rough shot. And the funny thing is with with this team, you look at guys like Covert, Trey Trey Bird. So unassuming. Like, you watch them on film and you wonder how they do it. It's all about, like, having command of who they are. What kind of runs? What do we need? Where's everybody else on the field? They're so well coached. They're hard to appreciate. Because, you know, they have a lot of good players. But their understanding of where to be and what their role is, man, as another coach – it's impressive to watch. They know exactly their situational awareness is is at another level. Yeah, and all the it was those three seniors that kind of led the way all season long. And again, that they went out with great games. All three of them: Trey Bird, thirteen for twenty, two hundred two yards, two touchdowns. And oh, yeah, uh, twenty six. Hey, I mean, he's unbelievable. Yeah, um, and. Also added 44 yards on the ground. Had some really nice option runs. Just great reads. Hit the hole hard yeah. uh, on the keepers. Uh, Nick Colvert, workmanlike effort. 31 carries, 125 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, caught uh, two, uh, three passes for 26 yards. Uh, and then Isaac Connor. He had the, the, the he's, touch. <laughs> he's hard not to cheer yeah. for. Four catches, 110 yards, two touchdowns, including a 75-yarder for the first score of the game. Our kids played together at, at – you know, Express yeah. with T&E and Coach Mitchell, and uh, they lived right by me for, for years, and his dad, it's just the family is fantastic. He's had so many injuries in his high school career, but such a good athlete. It's, it was actually fun to see him flourish, just considering he's such a good kid, such a good kid, and boy, he and Bird had a thing, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, so, uh, looking, putting uh, Bennington's season in context, they outscored their uh, opponents um, 524 to 113 this season. Yeah. I, the closest game was 14 points, and most of them. That was Elkhorn, right? Uh, yeah, I think. Oh, no, Waverly. 
Yes. It, yeah. The tw- twenty-one. Yeah. The twenty-one-seven. I think it yeah, was. Waverly. Um, but yeah, and just that game. Two phenomenal running backs. Colbert finished the season with one thousand seven hundred fifty-one yards and, uh, and twenty-two touchdowns rushing, plus two uh, plus two hundred forty-four yards and five touchdowns receiving. Uh, Garcia. <laughs> Just just short of 2,000 yards, 1,941, yeah. 25 touchdowns, and caught 13 passes for 125 yards and three touchdowns. So two two phenomenal running backs going at it. But uh, Bennington, as a team, just too much. Uh, let's jump down to C1. Whew. The Benjamin Bramer Show. Wow. I, he's so good. <laughs> I, I don't know any other way to really, to, to really put it. I... I I, I, I think he's fantastic. I think he's top three players in his class. I think he's proven that. And 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 he's the guy that for his size and his length, his ability to get to top speed in a hurry is borderline impressive. Yeah, it was. I, I described it as uh, Trey Palmer against Purdue levels of always open. Like any time that they needed, they're going to throw the ball. Like, yeah, just throw to Bramer. Like he's, he caught all 11 of his targets for 249 yards and three touchdowns. That's uh, a C1 record. Um, and he broke the record with a 75-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I know. That, and that drew the ire of some folks. And, and listen, I didn't I didn't get the backstory. I don't know if it was about the record. I, I don't know if it was just because it was there. Coach Bramer seems yeah. like the type of coach to, to play it through to the end. So I didn't really – it didn't yeah. bother me one way or the other. And, I mean, he's going against a classy coach in, in, in Kyle Peterson from Aurora. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't make too much of that. Yeah, neither. I mean, it's it's the kid's last game um, playing on on his future home field. Potentially, like, yeah. If he wants to, if he wants to close that thing out, so be it. Like, <laughs> I, like I, the, I, I kind of felt the same way on the um, the the pious dunk. Um, uh, against oh, Ron, yeah. Ron Colley yeah. and State, I, yeah. like it's a game. Go have fun. Go yeah. go make a lasting memory. And I honestly, I I looked out there and I didn't see him out there. I was trying to find his number. So in my in my doc, I like started writing uh, typing out his final numbers because he was the lead for the story. Um, and then I looked up and he's streaking down the sideline. And I was like, oh, uh, he is back out there. And <laughs> immediately started deleting what I had typed and redoing it because had to update it, but. Um, yeah, just the the connection that he has with Abram Schulting. Um, oh, and Bramer also added an interception on defense, so he's catching passes from both teams. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I think he's. I think he's top three in the class. I think yeah. it's Flores, uh, Noonan, and, and Bramer, and you can sort out the order. But yeah, and, and it was a combination. The way he did it, there was running past everybody. There was finding a hole in, in the defense, toughness, and then evading everybody and winning a foot race to the yeah. end zone. There was yeah, a couple one where he took a big hit after a catch, got right back up. Good inline blocker. Uh, yeah, and so and he's done that since he was a freshman, yeah. right? He hasn't his dad hasn't been afraid to use him as a blocking tight end, and he put him on the backside of routes. He's he's well adjusted. Uh, and imagine what he's going to look like getting into a strength and conditioning program at the college. I'm level. Telling you, he's. He's, I, I'm going to call him a steal because I don't yeah. think he gets the notoriety he deserves. He is the – and, you know, I don't get like that a ton. He's the real deal. And, he is the real deal. And the uh, partner in crime, Abram Schulting, 14 for 18 so for good. 270 yards and three touchdowns, uh, only 31 yards on the ground. Got um, some Trey Bird to his game, right? 100%. Complete command. Yes. And you get him on the edge where he can make decisions, He he's well, – Abram Schulting is, was – what do you account for? He's – 
almost 40 touchdowns, right? I mean, he yeah. knows exactly what he's doing. And, I mean, they got through a rough start, like that first drive of the game. It wasn't I, pretty. I, I don't know I, what they were. It was fourth and six deep in their own end zone. I don't know what that was I don't know be. what the play call even was. Yeah, and but, even if that was a punt, could you uh, yeah. do that off the pitch and then the kick? But, I don't yeah. I don't think you get the two snaps and then could kick it. Like, I, I, Yeah, I don't know what that was, but uh, based, Schultz, Schulting a bad pitch to Bramer deep in, in the backfield on fourth and six in their own territory. Turn it over. Um, Aurora goes and, and scores, uh, takes takes a touchdown. Like three Carlos Colazzo runs, gets them inside, and then Drew Canoose punched it in. Uh, Canoose is keeper. a tough guy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I, I would have enjoyed seeing a healthy Carlos Colazzo, but as unfortunately we know too well, yeah. you have to be fortunate to make a run like this, and a lot of times health comes with it for a lot of these teams that play this far into the season. 100%. But uh, so th- they uh, it was 6 uh, six nothing um, Aurora after uh, a failed PAT. And then P- Pierce fires back. They tie it up. Uh, the, the, the point, ax- point after fails as well. Um, and then Aurora, th- they score on uh, a Colazzo run um, t- to take the lead 14 14- uh, 14-6, and um, Pierce puts together a phenomenal drive late in the half to tie it up, uh, score with 12 seconds left, uh, t- to make it 14-14 at halftime. And then the second half completely dominated by, by You Pierce. could see about halfway through the second quarter, Pierce offensive and defensive lines really starting to establish themselves, which kind of caught me off guard because I think going in, I really liked Aurora's offensive line. But Pierce collectively plays so hard up front and you know listen without a healthy Colazzo and and Canoes taking all those shots I think ultimately the physicality just wore Aurora down because I don't know if they were expecting that you don't see that when you watch Pierce but you know that when you listen to the pads crack sometimes I think when you watch tape you're like it's hard to gauge physicality but Pierce was the much more physical team yesterday, and I think it showed late. Aurora gained 110 yards on 32 plays in the second half. They're dry, they had um, the just in the second half. They just could not get anything going, um, and Pierce continued to run the uh, <laughs> the, the fine uh, fine Ben Bramer play. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it just d- dominant second half. Um, th- Three drives ended in a turnover on downs, and two more end with interceptions. That was that was Aurora's second half. Yeah. And to be, uh, I mean, the game was already over at this point. But Booker Shireman came in at quarterback, Baylor's brother. Beauty of a dime He's up the be right sideline. I don't know if the receiver just like was already thinking about his, his celebration or um, just assumed like he was going to make he the catch. He looked up. You could see his eyes. Yeah. He kind of checked up and. And uh, but Sharman, he appears to be a talent. How about the frame? Go six 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 one seventy. I don't know if he's one seventy, but man, if he grows into that, he can spin it. Uh, the future is definitely bright with Sharman. Yep. Uh, but impressed, like seeing Carlos Clazo got that out. Like he went, he such he got hit hard, went down. Um, I yeah. and, and then, he was playing really good was, defense too. And the, yeah, man, he was in the, a couple yeah. plays, just shot through the backfield. He's a tough kid. Um, and really then a few plays later, after getting knocked out, like back, I was like, "Oh, hey, there's number two. He's yeah, back he out there." What, again. He knew what was at stake. Oh yeah, yeah. And you could see, like again, he wasn't 100, percent but some of the carries he had, some of the plays where you could just see the shift, the the, the feet, yeah. um, the toughness. Like the first, the touchdown he had, 
like just a phenomenal bit of running um, where got stopped three yards short, spun, kept his feet churning to oh, push yeah. backwards. Yeah. Spun again, kept his put his hand down on the ground to keep himself and off fouled, the turf, and, and fell into the end zone. Like yeah. that, just like it doesn't get better than that. It was a heck of an effort. They they had him stop short, and he just wouldn't be denied. Yeah, congratulations um, to Pierce on that one. And uh, as we jump over to yeah. C two, wait, Coach Beller just doing Coach Beller things. <laughs> he wins a ton. He gets to double digits in terms of state championships. Oh, they're a machine. It's just a buzzsaw for Cedar Catholic who couldn't find – who still has yet to score. <laughs> yeah, and and credit to Cedar Catholic, the only double-digit seed that, that made it to Memorial Stadium. Uh, unbelievable run, but Norfolk Catholic, like you said, is just a machine. 23 nothing. Like, Cedar Catholic just couldn't get anything on offense. They – uh, it was 14 nothing the first yards. time those two teams played. It was just tough sledding in yeah. terms of the matchup. Yeah, and Cedar Catholic defensively, they kind of hung around. Again, they did. 23. They, it's, a, it's a good they defensive football tough, team. But 147 yards and zero points. It's just <laughs> it's not going to get it done. <laughs> it's not how you win a game. And Norfolk Catholic, they just every they just spread the ball around. A bunch of different guys got uh, carries. I like their offense. Carter Kirkman, Canyon Talton. Who wasn't uh, healthy, but Kirkman can run the rock. Yeah, and they – let, uh, limit him to just 12 carries. Uh, Talton kind of led them in carries uh, with 18 in there. They both produced 60, 70 yards and a touchdown. So just kind of, I mean, it wasn't ever really any drama. In yeah, that Cedar game. Catholic just not, again, health. Yeah. Lose your top two runners. You've got to, uh, got to make some adjustments going from running back to quarterback and, and a heck of a run and a, a heck of a season for those folks. And if there's such a thing as good losses, Cedar Catholic had him. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, again, phenomenal, phenomenal run by them, and credit credit to that school for um, what they accomplished this season. And what's the tail end of this one as we jump over to to Clarkson Lee and and Neely Oakdale? You saw the the run that Neely got out to, and you're thinking, "Uh oh, here we go!" And then you blinked, and it was forty unanswered from Clarkson Lee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, just again, like you said, just forty on answer. That's just unbelievable. Forty-eight uh, twenty was the final there. Again, to fall fall behind fourteen nothing right out the gates, and then just dominate the rest of the way. And to do it like this isn't a this isn't a team that has a lot of a uh, lot of tricks, a uh, lot of bells and whistles. They're just going to do what they do. Like and forty-five for three twenty. They, they yes, they do? they're going to give the ball to Kyle Kasich, and <laughs> it's up to you to stop him. And Neely Oakdale could not stop him. Like you said, forty-five carries for three hundred twenty yards and six touchdowns. It's not a typo. That, no. 45 for 320 and six. Yeah. Uh, oh, and he played defense too. He had eight tackles, two and a half for a loss, an interception, and a pass breakup. Just uh, we we talked about Aiden Kuster last uh, last week and just the the game that he had in the semifinals and um, I mean, he had 218 yards of total offense yesterday and it wasn't or two days ago and it wasn't anywhere near enough. Yeah, and, and that's saying something. Well, and that, and Kuster is uh, the the nation's all time leader in career total yardage for um like I, I i totally missed that when we were talking about last week that he set that record um he finished his career with 12,249 total yards and he didn't even start his whole freshman year yeah. like he only played a few years a few games in his freshman year and then was a three-year starter but um 
I, I get like eight man is different than eleven man, but I don't care. Like just it's what a he lot of yards. do. Almost eight thousand yards passing on an, on an eighty yard rushing. Uh, one hundred eighty one total touchdowns. Eighty eight passing, ninety three rushing. Scored seven hundred eight total points. Four hundred ninety seven total tackles, including sixty two for loss. Like just an unreal player. But on on that field, he he wasn't the best player in the game yeah. and. That that went to Kyle Kasich. They had no answer for him, and just again one of the one of the better performances that I've seen on that stage. And then, per, perhaps, uh, congratulations to Clarkson Lee. And and uh, how about how this Monday got started with Hitchcock County and Howes Dodge, a couple of juggernauts slugging this one out. Yeah, and it's another one where uh, it was it was. A uh, game in the first half, and then the other team kind of took over in the second half. Uh, uh, it was 22 final. There was the 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 score for Hitchcock County. They they scored first, um, went ahead eight nothing, and then House uh, Dodge heck two of touchdowns. A career, heck of, yeah. of a career for Brester. Oh yeah, and oh, he, had, he had another big game. Such a good uh, player. But they took a 12-8 lead into halftime. And then didn't score again. It, it was uh, fourteen nothing in the second half in, in favor uh, of Hitchcock County and uh, Keen and Gaston um, led, led the way on the offense. Had ninety nine yards on the ground and a touchdown, and threw a forty five yard touchdown. And, and you're watching that game and you're thinking neither team is rushing for more than four yards a carry, and they're rushing the football. You know, how's Dodge rushed it fifty four times. Uh, Hitchcock County goes for 43, all under four yards a carry. I mean, the physicality in that game, that crisp sun was shining down on the field early. I mean, there were some pads popping in that one. Yeah, and they they led uh, 16-12 in the fourth quarter for, for Hitchcock County. Uh, forced a turnover on downs at the Howells Dodge 27-yard line with uh, just under six minutes to play. Um, and they – Basically ran out the clock. 11 plays, 27 yards, 4 minutes and 46 seconds of game time, and a dagger touchdown on fourth and one, fourth and goal from the one um, with 58 seconds to play. So, I mean, House Dodge had their chances, and the Hitchcock County defense just stiffened up and, uh, and um, stopped them. They, I mean, House Dodge had, uh, had two opportunities to get the ball back on that last drive. Um, first, uh, they, uh, Hitchcock County had uh, fourth and three at the eight-yard line uh, with 2.28 to play. And Gaston kept it himself, picked up four yards, and got and lost the ball. But Trent Kisker, who caught the 45-yard touchdown, um, first to the ball, secured it, and got the Falcons a new set of downs uh, at the four-yard line. And then picked up three yards uh, on the first down, and then they stuffed them on the next two, setting up the fourth down. And then just pitched it, sprinted out to the corner, ran through a tackle to get there. Like, they had a chance to get him down and just powered through, got to the pylon, uh, ball game. So, phenomenal effort Went there. To replay, which, by the way, yeah. in the state of Nebraska, Mar and those guys, they do an amazing job with the high school replay at the state championship game. It is a nice luxury to have. Yeah. Six that's games a, in two days. Yeah, that's rap, rapid fire. Six games. Congratulations to the champs uh, on a season well earned. Congratulations uh, to those runner-ups as well. If you're playing and practicing under the lights, you're probably a pretty good football team. Uh, and having said that, we'll transition quickly. 
with Annie B. Preps as you and I get into a sport we both love, and that is high school hoops. Hoop season. Jamboree is already starting here. Uh, the season starts on Thursday, December 1st, so yeah. excited to get back what at it. What are we waiting for? Westside will be in the gym against a talented SCUT team on Saturday. A lot of teams will be scrimmaging. I'm curious to see what happens with uh, Gretna and Latview. Uh, as they'll see one another in an exhibition. Lots going on, man. Don't you dare miss us. We'll be back next week. It's Nebraska Preps Post Games. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB.